Welcome to another episode of Your Louisville Today. I'm your host, Jessie Bartholomew, and my guest today is a woman after my own heart, an absolute badass, Dinah Volante. Dinah has founded car shows, started apparel companies, written for international automotive magazines. She's an artist, a writer, and an entrepreneur. I really enjoyed our conversation, and I know you will too. Hey, Dinah, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Now, you, it sounds like you are kind of like me in the regard that you like to have a lot of projects going on. You don't like to have a lot of idle time. Um, Yes. So did you always kind of know you were going to run your own companies? Well, I guess I didn't know, but when I was a kid, I always had... Barbie dolls and you know toys but when I was a kid I always wanted a briefcase and a suit (laughs) and I wanted to have paperwork and I was always interested and I always thought it was so cool to have your own office and I guess as I got older I started seeing my friends start businesses or go hang out at local shops and I was always fascinated by the marketing aspect and you know just doing what you truly love to do. So I guess in a way I was, I was interested in business, but I didn't plan on having my own. That's for sure. (laughs) Okay. So how did you get involved with the car scene? First of all, before we get into your company specifically. Well, I started a small car club uh, after I got my first car, which I've only owned European cars. Okay. And I found other people who loved them as much as I did. And I didn't know those people were out there. I didn't know they existed. So I decided to get people together and we'd have barbecues down at Long Run Park. And it was more a car club. So, you know, you meet a lot of friends that way. And I made a t-shirt and it said, I heart Euro trash. And it was so popular that I made another one. And then I made another design and the group in Louisville kind of expanded all over the Midwest and East coast. And I started traveling to car shows where I was a vendor and sold a lot of apparel and stickers and hats and stuff like that. So it kind of grew from a small Louisville crowd to traveling 16 hours away to a car show, seeing friends that you only get to see a couple times a year So it kind of, like I said before, it didn't really, I never really planned for it to happen, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, then I started the car shows and it kind of just snowballed, I guess. Are you an extrovert? Would you consider yourself to be an extrovert? I think so. At times I I have my moments. (laughs) It feels like you would have to be because, I mean, it just sounds like you have you connect with people really well to have grown that the way that you did. And I will say that like with the car scene, especially people are so supportive of one another, even like, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as like borrowing parts and helping to work on each other's cars, it's just a very supportive community. It really is. And we had somebody at Euro district this year who drove from New Jersey, which is, I don't know, 700 miles. And he got in an accident. He needed a throttle cable and 
the entire car show, hundreds of people were exhausting everything that they had access to, to find this guy apart, take it off their own car just to get him home. So it is a really tight knit group, especially when you get into genres like European or Japanese, mm-hmm. you know, they become even, even closer knit, which I mean, is awesome. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that Euro district is the name of the car show. So why, why Euro cars specifically? I get that question a lot and <laughs> I don't, I don't really know the best way to answer it, but actually I was thinking about that the other day. And my friend Don told me one time when we were talking about bourbon, he said, the best bourbon is your favorite. And I guess that's kind of how it is with cars. That's mm-hmm. what I know. That's what I've driven. I've only driven European cars. And to me, they're just the best and they're my favorite. So, and I do like Japanese cars, old American cars, but mm-hmm. there's just something about European cars that always just spoke to me, I guess. Yeah. And that's another thing about, you know, even if you have like a specialty, like I have friends that have JDM cars and then I've got some mm-hmm. that do like drag racing at Beach Bend, but they all, they all have respect for one another, even though it's all very different, which is cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you see somebody on the road in an old classic American car, you'll still wave at them or yeah. if it's a brand new R8, you're still going to wave to them, which I think is just great. Or you see somebody on the side of the road and you see somebody stop to help them who they have no idea who it is. I mean, it's just a great community all around. So let's talk about car shows specifically, because, you know, when I was younger going to car shows, I didn't I never thought about like how much work was going into putting them together. I was just there like having fun, mm-hmm. you know, and as I get older, I'm like, holy cow, like. <laughs> to, to even like find the space first of all you don't know how many people are going to show up or I guess you you probably find yeah. a way to have an idea but like how far advan- in advance do you plan and what I mean what does that process look like well it takes I mean it can take years of planning for your district it took me probably a year and a half to find the perfect location because you not only have to think of well, I might not want just a parking lot or I want somewhere that we can grow in a couple of yeah. years. And yeah. if you're just maxed out the first year, you're going to have to plan on moving and starting that search again. But yeah, the first year audition took me about a year and a half to plan. And now they take about six months because I already have my vendors insurance. You don't have to search for days or weeks to find a food vendor, you know, Mm -hmm. or a great local food truck. So I think by the third year, it gets a little easier because you already have those in place. But usually I start mine about six, six months and I open registration about that time, maybe a little closer to the event. And people get really excited about registration because we give about a hundred to 250 show posters away for free oh yeah so people Uh set their alarms and they can't wait for registration to open and I think we sold for your district last year we sold the first 100 spots in eight minutes and we'll crash the internet and all this fun stuff but 
yeah. you know, that's the kickstart of the whole process. That's a great, and that's a great marketing tool because I was looking at all your stuff and your posters are really cool. And I do want to get into like the design stuff in a minute, but yeah. um, I, how many, overall, how many car shows have you hosted? I think this year is going to be 17. Wow. Okay. That I've hosted. And mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, you <laughs> probably, is crazy. it is crazy, but you, you probably have vendors like approaching you at this point, right? No, knowing now that. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, we have a lot of the same vendors every year who come back, which we're super grateful about. And we have a lot of new vendors who see everything online and see what other vendors we attract and as somebody who used to travel to car shows all the time, I understand how how expensive it can be between hotels, gas, food, vending fee. Mm-hmm. So I like to keep mine at a reasonable price and to have those same sponsors come back or, you know, I'll have a, a deal for somebody who's been with us for, say, five years or so. And we have uh, Volkswagen of America comes to Euro District. And they're a huge vendor to have there. They bring a lot of games and they have raffles, great giveaways. And, you know, once you can get a title sponsor like that, a lot of other sponsors will come too. Yeah, that makes sense. And do you all have competitions as well? Like for, you know, best all sorts of different categories? Well, the only thing that we have is our top 25 for Euro District, and then we have a top 20 for Utterly Euro. Okay. And it's it doesn't have to be, well, you have the top three old Volkswagens or air-cooled. You know, it's across the whole. Just because, overall, yeah. Yeah. We have so many different makes and models that come that it would be, you'd have the whole show, <laughs> you know, In up little on the different stage. Categories, but, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, you also have, you're involved with one in Wisconsin. No, do you run that mm-hmm. one too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Utterly Euro. So why, why Wisconsin? Well, there used to be a ton of car shows, like European car shows in Wisconsin, and they kind of died down over the years. So we have a lot of friends in Wisconsin. My fiance is from Wisconsin. Oh, okay. And so we go up there a lot to hang out or to go to car shows and we used to put on a rally around Lake Winnebago up there and our hotel was connected to this beautiful river that ran off of Lake Winnebago and we're down there walking around and it was just beautiful and it had a huge parking lot and everything that I love in a car show so I just said well maybe we can have a car show here but we have a lot of friends up there, and our friends at One Oak Eurosports helps us put it together since I can't be there, mm-hmm. you know, once a month for city meetings. And so they're a huge help. But, I mean, Wisconsin is so beautiful. It's a perfect backdrop for a car show. And tickets aren't available for either one yet. So how talk a little bit about COVID, how COVID affected you in 2020 and sort of what you're expecting so far this year. Because, I mean, from everyone I've talked to in all sorts of different um, businesses, it's 
it's been really tricky in terms of yeah. either like ordering food or trying to create an event. So, mm-hmm. well, 2020, well, yeah, COVID in 2020, my Euro district show is usually in April. So it was the start of COVID and I wanted to cancel before I had to be canceled Yeah, because yeah. we didn't know if it was going to be two days before and you've already ordered everything or your vendors right. are already in town. So I postponed your district until October, which it's going to stay in October. And uh, utterly it was in August. So that one was fine. But, you know, understanding all the city mandates and keeping up with all the changes was the most difficult part. But people were so excited to actually get to do something that I think the vibes of the show were just incredible and so you still had the one in Wisconsin we had both last year okay okay I didn't realize that well good so everybody just masked up we got really lucky (laughs) yeah and you know I think a lot of people understood that you know you have to respect people and their beliefs and their space and I think at that point everybody was so used to standing six feet apart or mm-hmm. they were okay wearing their mask that we didn't really have anybody who was, you know, all right, well, you can't stand right next to somebody, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. as much as you want to. But I think that people were so used to it in August and October that we really didn't have any problems. And there were a lot of things we had to change. We used to, we used to have, at our pre-party on Friday night, we used to cook out for everybody for free so they didn't have to leave the hotel. Mm-hmm. And so we had to cancel that. But everything, you know, was pretty much the same. People were just excited to actually have something to do. So, I mean, they both, they both turned out great. And this year we're planning on having those same, you know, processes and regulations. And we're just going to kind of roll with it this year because that's all you know that's all you can do yeah well I'm glad to hear that and you know it's it's easier for these events that are outside obviously Um, yeah like my dad and I go to mid-Ohio for races and we didn't really know what to expect and when we got there and I guess we were there and we were there in late fall and it's Mm -hmm. like you said by that time everyone was just used to to spacing out and wearing their mask anyway, that it was just the norm by then. So, yeah. So yeah, that's good. And so hopefully you'll have good ones this year as well. Um, Yeah. I do want to switch gears just a little bit because um, I get asked this question sometimes. So I'm just curious to hear someone else talk about it. Um, You are a woman in the car scene. Mm -hmm. We are outnumbered by a lot. Yeah. (laughs) has it ever like I mean does it ever come up like has it ever like worked against you or like affected your business at all I guess honestly I don't really think about it anymore and or maybe not nearly as much I think I've just been around for so long and I have had actual automotive experience I've worked at a European car shop and I've been doing the car shows for so long that I think that people know who I am and respect me and what I do. And it doesn't really come up anymore, but 
I did used to get discouraged a lot when I worked at the shop and you get phone calls and I was a general manager of the shop and I would have phone calls and they'd ask, oh, well, can I talk to a guy or <laughs> yeah, is there somebody else I can talk to? And that does get discouraging after a while or, you know, if I'm going to tell you the same thing as he is, I don't understand. And it did bother me for a long time, but then there comes a point when you have to think, I don't have to prove anything to this person. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I know my stuff inside and out. And, you know, I'm educated. I know what I'm talking about. And once you realize that, then you have the confidence and you can talk to people and it doesn't matter what people think. And I think once you realize that, then the rest just falls in place and people take you seriously. And, you know, it's not crazy that a woman is into cars or into automotive or knows about cars or even works on their own. And, you know, once somebody can have that moment, then I think that just brings so much confidence to the topic. It's absolutely true. I mean, when I would get in my go-kart when I first got it, I I would just get nervous because I felt like everyone, like all eyes were on me just to see, like, yep. you know, what this girl could do. And eventually, yeah. like when I got a little older, I was like, that's Jesse. That's not what it's about. Like you're out here to have <laughs> fun. You love it. Like just you're yeah. focusing on all the wrong things. So yeah, yeah and you might be and... better than some of the guys or <laughs> I might know some, you know, more about automotive than somebody I'm on the phone with. But, right, right. you know, that's that's their issue. And it has nothing to do with you as a person, as long as you're an authority on your topic, on what you know, inside and out, then that's all that matters. That's right. So. Let's talk about Euro Trash a little bit then. So it started, it all started with a t-shirt, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's a lot of t-shirts and, and other <laughs> stuff. And uh, do you design everything yourself? Yeah, I design most of it, which I, I didn't really have any design background. <laughs> uh, like I said, all of it kind of just happened by a happy, you know, I don't know, not mistake, but a happy, just something I fell into. But over the years, I have learned a lot more, learned Photoshop and for some of the car show posters and designs and t-shirts, I will draw something out and I'll have uh, somebody else at Eurotrash actually illustrate the drawing. And, but a lot of them I design or, you know, something will come pop into my head at 11 o'clock at night and I'll jot it down real quick, you know, and the next morning I have no idea what it is, but <laughs> most, <laughs> most of them I design or, you know, you think of when you're hanging out with your car buddies at night and, you know, somebody tells a joke and you're like, that would be a great t-shirt. <laughs> and that's, what's cool is it does seem like you have, you have merchandise that's from like a lot of different inspiration which is which I love yeah. like the posters have a very like true vintage euro feel to them uh-huh. and then some of your other stuff is like a little bit more modern or like a little bit more tailored to like the car scene style I feel like yeah and um so does does your product change pretty often then I mean do you sell out of stuff and then you can never get it again do you have like how's yeah. that work? 
well, I always go through a process where the designs, I feel like, are like my kids. <laughs> and I don't ever <laughs> yeah. want to get rid of any of them. Yeah. But at some point, you need new stuff. And I can only pack so much into my car or a van. So I always try to come out with um, seasonal items, you know, whether okay. it's hoodies or two times a year for summertime t-shirts. Like I had uh, a parody on um, a beer over the summer and, you know, just stuff like that for say a winter um, design, but I've had probably 200 of them. So wow. there's so many people who come up to me and they, I see a shirt that was from 10 years ago oh, that's and I so can't cool. believe they still have and they're like this is my favorite shirt so sometimes they'll get they'll convince me to bring something back and I call those my retro designs mm-hmm. and so about every season I'll release one of those or you know that in a hoodie or a tank top or something like that because I also try to have women's clothing because a lot of you can't uh, find any yeah vendors yeah. Clothes, they don't have any <laughs> no and as a woman business owner and automotive, I feel the need to have dresses and skirts and tanks for the girls. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I try to change it out about three times a year. Or, okay. you know, if I'm going to a show in Wisconsin, I'll have a Wisconsin-related shirt. Okay. So you always have to be on top of the trends. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's switch gears a little bit. You have recently written for International Automotive Magazines, which is so cool. (laughs) Now, is that something that you've done in the past, or is this a recent thing? And how did that happen? Well, it is a recent thing. This year was the first time I got to write my own articles that showcased one of our shows. And then one was just an interview about me. And, I mean... It's nerve wracking. (laughs) It took me a long time, but it's so much fun. But for the international magazine, they reach out to certain shows who a lot of people post about and not just after the event, but in the year between the events. Mm -hmm. And the more you see online or the bigger the show gets or even the better it gets, the more great sponsors you have, then they'll reach out to certain people which is an absolute honor and like I said this was the first year I got to actually write for the magazine which I've actually really enjoyed so we have five coming out in this year well between about three months we have five coming out wow it's it's really been exciting did they just give you a topic and say here's your deadline make it happen well, it was on my car shows. So thankfully, I knew a lot about them. And then you know, one of the magazine articles was a Q&A with me. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, it was, it was something I knew a lot about. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> I mean, it was just a great experience. Yeah, that's so cool. So you do strike me as the type of person who's always thinking ahead. So do you mm-hmm. have any big plans for the future? Well... I would love to add a third big show. I still want to continue with the rallies, but I would love to add a third show. And 
I think about Michigan or North Carolina. And in addition to that, I always have a dream of having more of an umbrella company over everything and have it more of a lifestyle brand, something where you would see somebody on the street who's not into automotive wear it and mm-hmm. something, you know, somebody's favorite sweater or polo. I would love to have more of a lifestyle brand like that. And that's something I've, I have been working on in the yeah, I mean, the, two I minutes like a day already, I have. You're already halfway there. I mean, that's when I was thinking about our interview earlier, I was, I was already thinking of you as a lifestyle brand, basically mm-hmm. just, you have, you have a very cool, unique brand. Yeah. I mean, I, that's one thing that I would just absolutely love. If you walk into revelry and you see your polos or you see your messenger bag and yeah. we've been doing a lot of leather work recently. So it's something I always strive to, maybe I'll have some doodles in the back of my notepad and want to have a couple minutes on the weekend, a daydream about it. So it's definitely something that I'm working to, to accomplish in the future. Yeah. I think that is definitely an attainable goal for sure. Well, thank you. So do you have a favorite car of all time? That's a tough question. I know. I know. I hate when people ask, (laughs) but I have to I would say a Porsche 997 GT2 RS, the track car. Okay. So you like to go fast. I mean, you like old Volkswagens and stuff, but you also like to go fast. Yeah. I like the slow (laughs) Volkswagens, but I also love the, you know, GT3 RSs, GT2, Curry GTs. I mean, I just grew up just idolizing those cars. So yeah, it would, it would have to be some Porsche. Okay. All right. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about Louisville. Are you a Louisville native? How long have you been here? Well, I was born in Knoxville, so pretty close, but I grew up here and I love Louisville. And I think what they say is when you travel more, when you come back, you love it even more. And recently, you know, as you see New Lou grow and even the revitalization of Jeffersonville, and mm-hmm. you see little pockets like Logan Street Market. And that that's what really gets me excited about Louisville. And I just love Frankfurt Avenue and going to these places where you can actually walk around to a coffee shop and go to, say, Scout in Nulu mm-hmm. and go have a nice dinner. And I just I feel like Louisville is really despite Corona is really coming into those areas. And I think a lot of people embrace it, which is great for us because that just means more of those little pocket, you know, even Germantown, Mm -hmm. more of those pockets are are just going to continue to pop up. But I I love Louisville. Yeah. And I, you know, I think even with COVID, like, yes, there are going to be the restaurant closings and stuff. And it is heartbreaking. I mean, we've already lost so many good ones, but mm-hmm. a lot of new ones have opened up too, you know? And yeah. I, I think that those pockets, like you mentioned, will not just survive, but I think they'll come back, you know, stronger than ever in the next yeah. couple of years, at least I hope. Yeah. So um, do you have any advice for entrepreneurs who might want to do something like, like what you do someday? I think... 
my greatest advice would be stay in front of your customers and you can have the best product. You can have the best service, but if customers can't find you, then unfortunately it doesn't really matter. And if you find your customers first, if you advertise, you know, social media advertising is so important because people are already there. They don't have to search you or search your service to find you. So go to those places that, that people already are like Facebook advertising and stay in front of your customer, have something interactive for them to do. So they come back or have a contest, post up your, a picture of your dog, whoever gets the most likes gets X, Y, and Z and something to keep people coming back or have an emotional reaction or connection to your brand is so important because you're not just selling them something. So for me, I guess that's, that's one of the most important things that I like to keep in my mind and always stay on top of trends, whether that's how you do your advertising or what's going to be the next best thing and just kind of roll with that. Um, you know, I think a lot of what I do is on Facebook and advertising and you have people who are scrolling in their free time and you might have a second that they let off the screen to circle back and keep scrolling. Mm -hmm. You have a second to capture their eye. Yeah. And how are you going to do that? And, you know, always staying in front of your customer, whether it's the off season, say for me in the winter and keeping them engaged in your business. Um, something, like I said, to have a connection with your consumer is so important. Yeah, no, that's great advice. And I mean, it's applicable to pretty much anything. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, where can people find you and your brands, your various brands? Well, mostly on Facebook and Instagram. And if you go to events, our local event in Jeffersonville is the Euro District 2021. And if you feel like traveling, Utterly Euro 2021. And also we have websites, Euro Trash Apparel Company, Utterly Euro, the Euro District, and also you can find our Instagram there as well. Awesome. Okay. Well, is there anything else you would like to say before we hop off of here? Well, I do want to thank you for having these podcasts and giving a platform for Louisville businesses to kind of share their story. I think that's awesome, especially like we talked about, especially in this this time. I think it's so important. So I want to say thank you for giving us a voice. Yeah, (laughs) I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you at Euro District. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Your Louisville Today. To learn more about Dinah's projects, check out the eurodistrict.com, eurotrashapparelcompany.com, and utterlyeuro.com. 
You can also find her on Instagram at the Euro District or at Euro Trash Apparel and on Facebook under those same names. To come on the show or give me a suggestion for a guest, send an email to yourlouisvilletoday at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you're enjoying the show.